What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 5K Race Podcast. I'm Sean, your host. Consider going to the web link, www.the5krace.com. That's going to take you to the Strava Club page, uh, where uh, you can join a community of people who love the 5K Race, who love running, and kind of share your journey with all of us. And uh, I highly recommend uh, that you take the time to do just that. That's also where you go to ask questions that you would like to have answered on the podcast. Well, it's been a wild ride the last couple of months for all of us. And uh, today I'm just going to speak specifically to runners. And uh, maybe, uh, like me, you're kind of struggling with motivation um, because with the coronavirus and everything going on as a result of that races being canceled the uncertainty um, you know the stress that comes with the uncertainty when we think about real life issues you know when are we going to get back to some form of normalcy Um, you know economic thoughts political thoughts you know, all these things add stress uh, to our minds and to our bodies, and they're real issues uh, that we need to be thinking about that we're that we're all dealing with in some you know form. Um, you know, like I said, both you know from an economic standpoint, from political view standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. You know, everybody's everybody's kind of wrestling uh, with the circumstances that we find ourselves in, and when that happens. It can make things like training uh, or being motivated for training uh, rather to to become very very difficult. Um, and if you're you know many of us our races have been canceled and we're like okay what's the you know it's it can be very easy to fall into the mindset of well what's the point you know why bother? And I think the, the you know the first thing we need to remember and that I'm trying to remind myself of is you know are you doing this simply for racing? Um, or is your running and your exercising habits, uh, about something more important, you know, how about your overall just well-being, overall fitness, overall health? Um, if it's just for racing, then yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to, to maintain fitness. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do it, um, if that's all that it's about. And so I'm trying to remind myself that, hey, I'm still continuing to put in the miles and do all this for several reasons. Number one, when I go get that run in in the morning, it kind of relieves some of the anxiety and stress that I'm feeling about, that I'm feeling in regards to just the situation that we're all in. I personally do not do well with the with the whole quarantine and all of that. Um I won't share any of my, you know, personal views on this because that's not the point of this podcast, but it's just, I'm, you know, that's a huge stress for me and huge anxiety for me kind of being locked up. And so getting out and doing those runs, uh, just kind of relieves that stress, uh, makes me feel better. It gets blood pumping through the veins and, uh, really kind of rejuvenates my mindset and my attitude, um, about everything. And, um, so when it comes to your training motivation, 
you know, the, the thing I would try to, and I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to share with you what I've been doing to kind of help me stay motivated. But I just wanted to first say, you know, it needs to be about your overall fitness and your overall well-being. This is why I started a podcast called The 5K Race and why I'm focusing, why I focus so much on the 5K is because it's just a healthy distance. Um, it's just a healthy way to, to train, to, you know, to go out and jog 3.1 miles or just three miles. You know, that's, that's a nice distance as far as how long it takes. Um, just the stress that it puts on your body is just, it's a beautiful distance. Um, I would like to mention in passing that I'm working on a book on the 5k race. It's just, it's going to be a book specific to the 5k race and training and just, all the experience and experiences and knowledge that I accumulated over the years and put, trying to put that together in a book. And so I'm hoping that uh, sometime in the near future, I'll be able to share that with, with all of you uh, uh, um, in regards to that. Okay. So what I'm personally, as you, many of you know, and I shared it with you at the first of the year before all this went down, you know, I had some big plans for the podcast. I was going to share my training with all of you uh, leading up to this Ironman. And uh, one thing I'm wanting to do is get back to just 5k focus. Like that's, I really want to just do that. But I signed up for this Ironman uh, last October. I signed up as soon as the, the registrations opened. Uh, because it's kind of a bucket list item. Um, it's like, it's ridiculous to have an Ironman in my own home city. People would dream of not having to travel to go to one of these awesome events. They could just literally sleep in their own bed, get up and drive 15 minutes down the road and go to the Ironman. And I've, I've blown it off every year. So I finally signed up for it. And then, you know, all this went down. The pools are all closed. There's no way to, there's no way to train swimming. And so I've been in this enter battle with myself. Like, do I just pull the plug? And I'm still debating on it. You know, do I just pull the plug and just focus on, uh, you know, just staying healthy and then, you know, hopefully I can run some 5Ks in the summer or in the fall and just really, you know, so I've been battling with that. Um, but what's been helping me stay motivated, and I'm going to recommend that you guys check this out, is this Ironman Virtual Club. Now, it's not as scary as you think, um, but every week for the last four weeks, they've had a virtual race that you can participate in, and you don't have to go all out, by the way. You just comp complete the distances, and uh, it's at Ironman Virtual Club, so if you search for Ironman Virtual Club, like if you go Google that, you'll find it, and uh, every weekend, they have these distances, and you can complete them in any order, and you have the entire weekend to complete them. So as an example, this past weekend was kind of like the sprint distance. Uh, so, you know, you needed to complete a 1.5K run, so which is just under a mile. Then you needed to do a, uh, I want to say a 20K bike. Um, it was a, it was, a, or yeah, it was, yeah, 20K bike, so 12 miles on the bike. And then you had to complete a 5K run. So uh, I did that with my wife this weekend. Like, we just completed all the events. The weekend before that was the Olympic distance, which was a 3K run, 40K bike, and then a 10K run. And I did that last weekend, and I didn't taper for it. And so I trained all the way up to it, and then I went hard that weekend. And I, let me just tell you, I paid for that this week. 
Um, you know, I did the, the 25 mile bike, uh, which I went, I went hard on that, which kind of crushed me. Then the next day I did a 10 K run at the tempo pace that I could hold with tired legs training all week. And I did the 7:40 pace was my pace for the 10 K, which I was pretty happy with being completely smashed going into it. But then I had to take three days off and then, the, and then just running the last three days has been very difficult. Uh, so this weekend is the Olympic distance again. So it's the Ironman virtual four and you just go to the, you go to the website and you just sign up for it. It's real, real easy. You just create a login and sign up for it and then you can connect your Garmin account to it and it just kind of uploads into it and you complete it. Um, and there's also different challenges there. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so this weekend is the VR four, um, which is a three K run, a 40 K bike and a 10 K run. And that's so that you got to complete that in the time frame. So it starts at like Friday evening at or Friday afternoon at 2 PM Eastern time and ends Sunday evening at 7 PM Eastern time. So you have that whole like 48 hour window to complete the, the three, the three, um, three race, three runs or two runs in a bike. And so I've been kind of, I've been signing up for these and it's been helping me just have a target to hit. And so this weekend I'm going to do it again. Obviously, and I'm not going to run hard. I'm going to do everything kind of low heart rate in that math, uh, this weekend, but it just gives me a target to kind of get, it's almost like it's a training plan, a weekend training plan. So I know this weekend, all right, cool. Friday, I'm going to run a 3k run. Saturday, I'm going to do a 40k bike, which is 25 mile bike. And then Sunday, I'm going to do a 10K run. I'm going to do it all at math, you know, maximum aerobic function. I'm going to do it all real easy and just use it as a training plan. Um, they also have weekly uh, target goals that you can, these challenges put on by professional triathletes. Um, so as an example, um, I signed up for one for next week by Mark Allen who's a, I believe a six time Ironman world champion. He's, he's one of the, he's real big on the math training. And so this starts, uh, next week. Um, and then, uh, and when you do the challenges then you have a chance to win prizes, which is kind of cool. Like, uh, three people who sign up for this now, just so you know, like 30,000 people have been signing up for these events, but, um, there'll be three finishers who win like, uh, for this particular challenge, they win this like cool Iron Man jacket. Um, so you have a chance to win something and it kind of gives you a training goal. Let me share what this is for next week that I signed up for. So Monday is a 30 to 40 minute run. And this is what I like about Mark Allen is he kind of coaches the way I would coach where we talk about, we talk more about time than distance. Like how long are you putting in work? Not worried about distance because your body doesn't have an odometer, right? It doesn't know how far it's going. It just knows how long it's going and how stressful it is. So Monday is a 30 to 40 minute run. Tuesday, a one hour bike. Wednesday is a hard brick effort. So it's 50 minute bike session followed by a 30 minute run. So that'd be, that's going to be a challenging day. This is all like, and let me just finish. Thursday is another brick, 40-minute run, 30-minute ride. And then Friday is a um, athlete's choice. You can do a 90-minute ride on the bike or a 50-minute run. Um, and then so it's a five days of aerobic bliss is what this challenge is called. So it's in, a, in his 
goal is to focus on keeping you up with a strong immune system and endurance. So you, you do it at an easy aerobic uh, effort. He actually puts in his notes here, do all the workouts in zone two and three. Um, and, and he wants nothing anaerobic. So I signed up for that because I'm like, that's a great thing that I could do um, that still kind of keeps me focused on the possibility that the Ironman could happen in July. And uh, I've kind of resolved to, okay, worst case, let's say the Ironman doesn't happen, it's canceled. I've still kind of really focused and built up this big aerobic base that I can then hopefully take into the fall and get back to 5K racing. Um, but it, but I'd be taking this big Ironman base into 5K racing, so I, I already have this huge aerobic engine base, and then maybe I could do a little bit of you know repetition work and speed work, um, reduce all the mileage and everything, and then convert that into a really fast 5K. And so that's kind of my thinking uh, with this. And so right now, uh, you know, I have, this race is still on for July. And so that's the attitude I'm trying to have. It's like, look, if it even if it doesn't happen, not all is lost. You've still maintained healthy fitness, assuming that I do everything at low heart rate, right? You know, I smashed myself a, a week ago, and I paid the price for it, and it was a good reminder of, hey, this is why we train at low heart rate. This is why we train at low efforts, and we save those hard, ridiculous sessions where you're crushing your body for actual races and then you take a week to recover um see even though i know this information right i'm even going to write a book about it even i sometimes lack the discipline to execute it properly because just like many of you sometimes i just want to go out there and let it rip problem is is when you know i'm th i'm going to be 39 years old this year when i go out and let it rip i pay the price it's not like it was when i was you know, some of you who listen to the podcast, you're still running cross country in high school. You know, in high school, you can just let it rip every day. And it's like you wake up the next morning, you feel great. <laughs> well, when you get to be almost 40 years old, you let it rip and you, you know, you've got a week to, to suffer the consequences. Um, so that's why I say if you're over the age of 35, I would say even over the age of 30, I would start training at math or training low heart rate. And, um, just save those save those crazy long tempo style efforts for actual racing um, instead of blistering yourself. You know, uh, there was a question left on the Strava fan club page, and it's been, and it's been a few months, and I apologize that I'm just now going to to read it here. Uh, but Matt says, could uh, talking about the next, he wants me to talk more about base building, which is really what I've just been doing for the last few minutes. How does your run block base building look different from your tri block base building? And here's the thing, Matt, is it doesn't look different. Um, because my attitude when I'm on the bike or on the, well, okay, it looks a little bit different in this aspect. Number one, I'm still doing low heart rate um, as, as my approach. So when I go off for my run, you know, you, you guys see my Strava, right? You can see that when I go run a 5K race, it's you know anywhere from 650 pace to low 7 pace, depending on whether or not it's a trail or a road run, okay? But when you look at my training, it's mostly 10-minute pace, right? So me running a lot of miles at 10-minute pace does not stop me from being able to run 630 pace, Um because my, you know, I don't have an issue with leg turnover 
usually my issue and most people's issues is that you just don't have enough aerobic fitness to hold a fast pace for a long time. So clocking many, many miles at 10 minute pace is not slowing me down. Um, I will say I do like reps, um, you know, like 200 meter reps, not sprints, but reps. So for me, when I go do 200s, I'm doing it at about six minute pace. Um, and since it's only a 200, my heart rate's not spiking, right? You, you do the 200 and you let the heart rate come back down. Then you do another one. Then you let the heart rate come back down. Then you do another one. And so you're getting that fast leg turnover without crushing your, uh, you know, your aerobic system and building up a bunch of fatigue. Um, so that's a good way to get the leg turnover. If you're worried about leg turnover per se, let me get back to answering the question. So when I'm on the bike, I do 99.9% of it on a bike trainer using Zwift. Um, so that's that cycling program. You, I've got a couple of sensors hooked up to my bike, and I ride on Zwift, and it records everything for me. I wear a heart rate monitor, and I, on the bike, um, doing math actually crushes my legs. So let's so let's say my heart target heart rate for running is to keep it below 143. 143 beats per minute. Well, on the bike, if I were to push 143 beats per minute, my legs would be absolutely wrecked afterwards because it takes a lot for me to, I really got to push those pedals to get the heart rate up that high. So I, when I'm doing the bike, I do, instead of 143, I do about, I would say you drop 10 to 20 beats. So I'm doing 120 to 130. Um, so that would be the only thing different about how I approach the base training for triathlon is still the same mindset, low heart rate training, just get in the mileage and then maybe do a few tune up things where you're doing some intervals uh, to get some speed in a few weeks leading into a race. Uh, but not to the point where you're cranking your heart rate at 170 or something crazy, you know, short little burst that get the leg turnover going, get you breathing hard, get your lungs kind of really working, but it's not prolonged to the point where you're going to risk injury or risk overtaxing your body. So just like I prefer reps, like 200 meter reps for running, I prefer you know short intervals on the bike as well, like 20 second hard spin, plus, and then you're recovering. 20 to 30 second hard spin, and then you're recovering. Still maintaining the low heart rate training. So that's how I would handle that, Matt, um, as far as my try block versus just running block. It's the same mentality, exact same mentality. Um, and then as far as when you're swimming, you know, when you're in the pool, you can really go hard in the pool, but because you know, you're kind of the weight, because there's no impact, your heart rate actually never really spikes really high. So you may be panting, breathing really, really hard and you might be whipped from it, but your heart rate's not getting overtaxed. But even in the pool, um, I don't try to smash myself. Um, I do do a little bit shorter, faster stuff in the pool uh, to help with technique um, versus just logging laps. Um, but yeah, so mentality is exactly the same whether I'm doing, no matter what it, what it is. If I'm doing 5K, I'm still low heart rate training, with, except I like to add those reps in. Or maybe even a fart lick, you know, something where you're still picking up a lot of speed, but not long enough to keep your heart rate spiked. Um, another good rule to have is if you really like to do some speed work, then you need, you know, run some harder efforts, 
adopt the 80-20 rule. You know, 80% below your math heart rate. And maybe you can do 20% if you can handle it at higher heart rates. Um, but I'm I'm more of a 95-5 or a 90-10 um, when it comes to that. It's just unless you're unless you're just one of those young youngsters out there and by youngster I mean you're you're running cross country you're a teenager or you're low 20s you can kind of handle that whereas over 30 if you especially if you're over 30 with a career and a family and other stresses in your life um you can't be out there just smashing yourself or you're going to pay the price dearly and something I mentioned at the beginning of the show is like right now we're all dealing with the anxiety and the stress of this current situation, right? So you have to factor that in when you're training. You have to remember that. You know, you're going out to do a run. You've got anxiety. You've got stress about maybe work or whatever your situation is. If you go out and then you go smash, you know, 30 or 40 minutes at your threshold, you know, the, or your tempo, well, you've just compiled all this stress, Okay, and you and it's not a healthy thing. I would say right now, especially while we're all under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, and there's anxieties and, and concerns, keep the keep it below math. Keep it below math. And I would also say, don't indulge in a bunch of sugar. You know, um, eat healthy, eat clean, healthy food. Eat mostly plants um, during this time. Um, this will help keep you healthy, which is kind of important right now. It'll help reduce the inflammation in your body and overall stress um, so that you can maintain some fitness. And uh, look, look at it this way. Get those runs in every day. Em embrace some of the free time that you have to work on strength, you know, body work, body weight squats, push-ups. And then when things open back up, and uh, like many of you, I'm praying they do. And I'm praying that the economy <laughs> survives, right? Um, we all have our own different fears of what the future might look like. But let's assume things open back up in June or July. You've got this great fitness that you've maintained and built over this time period. And now you can go in and start getting some PRs because you're going to take this huge aerobic engine that you have now because you went out and you did these easy jogs five to seven days a week and maintained that fitness and took care of your health. And now you're going to have maybe potentially still the best racing year you've ever had. Um, and so that's the attitude that I'm trying to have. So I'm staying on course with the Ironman, um, even though I realize that I'm going to have to doggy paddle most of the swim without being able to do any swim training over the last few months. Um, and then if it doesn't happen, then hey, you know what? I maintain some health. I maintain some fitness. And I'll see what I can do in the fall or late summer. Um, so that's my attitude, and I'm just, I'm just trying to hopefully move that attitude onto you guys and uh, hopefully encourage you in your running and in your racing. Well, that's all I have for you this morning. Again, consider going to the 5krace.com and joining the Strava Club and share your story with me. You know, to go to the post and share kind of your thoughts and what's going on with your training. Do you have any questions that you'd like me to try to address on the podcast? Um, things of that nature. And uh, I'm working on this book. 
I'm hoping to have it written and published within a couple of months, and I look forward to sharing it with all of you. Um, you know, there's no real way to support this podcast. I just, I pay for the hosting and the, the time and everything to create it for you guys. Um, there's no income earned of any kind. We don't have a sponsor. We don't have any of that. Um, so what I would ask though, is that if you're really in love with the 5k, when the book is available, if you would go and purchase that, um, that would be a great way to support this podcast. And I'll keep you updated on that as time goes. I know I haven't been really, I just want to make one last point before I close. I realize I haven't been really consistent with this podcast. Um, I had a lot of good intentions and then everything kind of blew up uh, the way it did around the world and I just kind of lost motivation and uh, so I'm trying to kind of recover and rebound here and I thought I definitely want to share the Ironman virtual racing with you guys. Uh, because that's really helping me stay motivated. It's just running and cycling. And you can do it all outdoors if you want. You know, you don't have to have a bike trainer. You don't have to have a triathlon bike or anything crazy. You can go do uh, the, the you know, efforts on your local greenway or whatever uh, on a mountain bike. You know, and again, don't smash yourselves, okay? Don't start smashing yourselves when we have no idea how long it's going to be before we can actually do racing again. Instead, build that. Just look at this as an opportunity to to build a bigger and bigger fitness base. That's what I'd recommend that you do. I'm going to try to be more consistent. Uh, one thing that does help me to do that is if you guys would come to the post on the Strava Club page, 5krace.com, and ask questions, uh, things that you would like me to discuss on the podcast. All right, friends, that's all I have for you this morning. Keep running, keep trying. I'll speak to you soon.